Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Running an online business can be difficult, but really running any business can actually be difficult. It's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, and yet it's still one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. Really, I wouldn't change anything about my journey over the last seven years. But thinking about it, how does that really make sense? One of the hardest things is also one of the most rewarding things. Just thinking about it now, it's kind of similar to doing a bikini competition. Yes, yes, I've done bikini competitions. I am a huge fitness addict and doing a competition was this huge goal for me, really for a few reasons. But honestly, going through the prep was so challenging to do from a physical standpoint, but even more so from a mental standpoint. To push yourself to the levels that you need to, To walk across that stage is honestly insane. But that day where you get that spray tan, you get all dolled up, you put on this sparkly bikini and you walk across the stage is kind of terrifying, but so rewarding. You worked your ass to get there and it really shows at that moment. That's like running a business. You really are the only one who can put in the hard work, put in that hard effort. You are the only one who will actually understand the stress and the commitment that you need to have to run your business. The people around you, sure, they may see that you work hard, but really deep down, they have zero idea of what you actually going through. They don't know the struggle, the mental hardship, or even the mistakes that you make and how much they actually destroy you or try to bring you down. And actually, speaking of mistakes, if you are making mistakes or you have made mistakes in the past, I want you to know that it is okay. Really, mistakes are a good thing and you'll feel even more rewarded as you go. Honestly, I've made a ton of mistakes over the years. And sure, I would love to sit here and tell you that I'm done making them, but really, that is honestly never going to happen. One, I'm human, just like you are, but two, as I grow and as I experience new levels within my business, I'm bound to make mistakes. And that doesn't actually scare me anymore. And really, it shouldn't scare you either. Like I said, that's how you grow and that's how you learn within your business. Mistakes happen, but there's always, and I mean always, there's going to be a lesson to be learned. I started thinking back to some of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was asked this question, and honestly, that's what's actually inspired this episode. What I wanna do with you today is break down some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in my business and some of the top mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make when they're trying to build a business online. And I kind of wanna dive a little bit deep into them, that way you can either avoid the same ones or correct them a lot quicker than most people actually do. The first mistake that most entrepreneurs make is relying just on posting on social media to get new clients. Yes, I know that you can get some DMs from posting on social media to your audience. That's great, that's lovely, that's amazing. But if you think that you can rely on those DMs to grow your business at the pace that it can generally grow at, well, 
I'm here to tell you that it's not going to work. It works great for you sometimes, and if it's working great for you right now, amazing. But relying on just posting on social media to get more clients isn't a sustainable way or strategy to grow your business. It just won't work for that long term. That's why all entrepreneurs and brands online have lead magnets and sales funnels. If you don't know what a lead magnet is, I want you to write down episode 13 and episode 24 and make sure you listen to those two specifically because I break it all down for you. But really, a lead magnet is going to be a game changer for your business. Essentially, with a lead magnet, you are giving away something for free in exchange for someone's contact information. What that's going to do for you is attract the correct type of people to you and generate new leads, but it's also going to help them get started down a very specific customer journey with you in your business. Another really amazing aspect of having a lead magnet compared to simply posting on social media is that you're building your email list of high quality prospects. And an email list really is something that you own. With social media, you don't own it and you don't control it. So essentially, when you're building your email list, you have this bucket of prospects of who you can talk to at any point in time. So that's the first mistake that I suggest avoiding. Stop focusing your full attention on creating social media content and make sure that you have a lead magnet to offer to your prospects. And you can post about your lead magnet on social media. That's a great strategy. Now, the second mistake to avoid is not having a strong offer. I get it. In the beginning, you are kind of all over the place with what you want to do, what you can provide to your clients. But really, if you are confused and all over the place with your offers, your prospects are going to be even more confused. What I suggest doing is actually narrowing down your top three offers or packages that you can present to your clients and being super clear on what is actually involved in each package. For example, if my prospects, they want to hire me and my team for lead generation, I have three main packages ranging from a basic package all the way to the most advanced package that they can choose. Each package on my end tells me exactly what my team and I need to do, but on their end, it gives them three clear options of how they can work with me. There's no confusion. There's no going back and forth. It's really straightforward in a way that I can always be confident when responding to people who are asking what it all entails to work with me. So tip number two to avoid this mistake is knowing your offer and making sure you have a solid one. Another pretty simple one, yet a lot of people forget, is understanding who you are talking to. There are so many times that I ask people who their dream client is, and they basically say, well, anyone who will pay for my service, anyone who's buying a house, buying a car, wants photos, whatever. And right there, I know that they need me even more than they know. When running a business, you need to have a clear target audience of who you want to attract into your business. And if you are running a business online, just like I do, this is even more important. Every single piece of content, ads, emails, or anything that you do will attract those specific people to you. And if you are going to try to attract the entire world, you are missing out on a huge, huge opportunity. If you want your business to grow faster by reaching more people on social media or online platforms, you need to have at least an idea of who you want to reach. And that idea really is known as that buyer persona, an idea of clients, your very specific target audience, 
Every successful business or marketing campaign knows this information, even if you can't see it from a consumer side of it. But imagine Rolls Royce for a second, okay? Who are they targeting? Do you think they are targeting those who earn $20,000 a year? Does their messaging, their images, their content speak to that category of people? No, it doesn't because they can't afford those cars. Instead, they are promoting luxury to those with high income levels. Or Walmart, for an example. Are they speaking to those ultra rich couples? I'm sorry to say it, but no, they're not. Start paying attention to the brands you see. You'll start to notice who they are trying to target. Families, females, entrepreneurs, whatever. You need to do the same with your business. Which leads me to tip number three. Make sure you know exactly who you want to attract into your business and stop trying to shout to the entire world that you want them to work with you. Mistake number four comes up a lot in my world and that's sending out generic emails that are either full of sales or monthly newsletters full of stats. I need you to realize, especially if you are someone who's using email marketing a lot within your business, people will not open an email if they think that they are going to be sold to, unless they are actually looking for that sale. Now, this doesn't mean you can't use automatic emails. You can, you just have to personalize them and write them in a way that it seems like you are sending them an email individually. That way, they feel like you are talking to them personally. So tip number four for you is to focus on personal-based emails rather than newsletters or sales-based emails. The next one is pretty straightforward in my opinion. You should always be focused on quality rather than quantity, especially if you are just starting out with your business. For example, instead of focusing on continuously trying to get more and more clients, can you focus on getting the best results for your existing clients and keeping them as repeat customers for as long as you possibly can? Or can you focus on helping them in even more different ways within your business? So for example, let's just say that you have a client for social media management. Can you eventually add on blogs, email marketing, paid advertising, or any other skill that you have that they need? I could even position this with your social media accounts. Focusing on quality followers versus quantity. Sure, showing that you have thousands of followers is great and it looks great, but if 9,000 of them aren't your dream clients or your warm audience, you are actually harming yourself. You'd be better off focusing on those 1,000 people instead of the 9,000 people who don't care what you're saying. So tip number five is to focus on quality over quantity. Actually, I hope you're writing these ones down because I know I'm throwing a lot at you right now. But I have three more that I want to share with you. The next one is all about tracking your results. I always talk about the importance of tracking, understanding your numbers. If it's tracking the performance of your ads, your emails, your funnels, your social media content, your sales calls, your retention rates, or anything else that you can track within your business, it is honestly so important. And that's actually one of the reasons why I love the digital marketing world. There are stats literally all around me. I know exactly what is working and what's not working. And then what I can do is I can always make tweaks to get better and better over time. So if you aren't tracking your results, your performance, 
how do you actually know where you can improve within your business? And if you don't know where you can improve, how will your business grow faster and stronger? How can you set goals to beat for your business? If you want to get more technical from a business side of things, so this is called setting specific KPIs or key performance indicators. Essentially, you choose specific things you want to attract within your business or track within your business. You see where the baseline is for your business, aka where you are now, and you set goals on how you want to improve and by how much. That's tip number six for you and a big mistake to avoid. Make sure you are always, and I mean always, tracking your results and your performance. The next one, which is the second last mistake to avoid, is not following up with your leads. If you don't follow up on leads, you'll lose a lot of valuable clients and miss out on a huge portion of your income. If it's prospects who have just reached out and they just haven't responded yet, or if it's someone that you've talked to already and you actually send a proposal, you need to follow up with them. You don't have to do that manually. There are definitely are certain automations that we can set up for you to do this. But regardless, the key is making sure that you always follow up. People are busy. They are thinking about other stuff. You may not be that first priority right this second. Sending a quick check-in will keep you top of mind and continuously remind them that this is something they want to do. They reached out to you for a reason. So my tip number seven for you is always to follow up manually or automatically. You can choose that version. Just make sure you are following up and following up often. And lastly, the biggest mistake I see people make is giving up too soon in their business. I don't think I need to talk about this one too much. This one is really for you if you are just starting, but giving up too early from a marketing campaign to your entire business is the biggest mistake you can make. I see it all the time. People give up right before they hit this major breakthrough. Nothing is going to happen overnight. Nothing will come easy when it comes to building your business. I can promise you that. You can go fast or you can go slow. Do whatever you need to or want to do. But my biggest piece of advice is not to give up on yourself or on your dreams or your business dreams. You started this business for a reason. Stick to it for that reason. You seriously deserve it. And remember, we all make mistakes. It doesn't matter if I've been in it for seven years and you've been one year or three years. Those mistakes that you make are not a reason to give up. It's a reason to learn, adapt, and continue to move forward. You'll be amazed at how far you come in the next five years, 10 years, when you actually focus on it. Trust me on that one. These eight mistakes that I just walk you through They're not the only mistakes that I see people make or mistakes that I've done personally, but they are some pretty solid ones that a lot of people make. So I hope it helps you get started. If you didn't have a chance to write down all eight, I did put together a quick checklist for you with all the mistakes and tips that I've given you within this episode. So what you can do if you want access to that, you can click the link that's right in the show notes and then review these as often as you absolutely need. And by the way, if you've fallen into any of these mistakes or gotten past them, I want you to know you're not alone. In fact, to support each other, why don't we do something fun today, okay? What I want you to do is make sure to like this episode to show all of your fellow entrepreneurs that they are not alone when it comes to making mistakes. We all make mistakes. We don't have to hide it. And while you were down there liking this episode, I want you to do something else. 
Make sure to subscribe so we can continue to build this amazing entrepreneur community that we have here today. Regardless, thank you so much for being here today, so much for hanging out with me today. Remember, you are never alone. And if you ever need anything, I'm only a message away. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week. Thank you.